Hi, and welcome to the Family Business Podcast. I'm your host, Russ Hayworth, and in each episode, I will discuss and explore the key challenges facing family businesses today. As a family business advisor, I'm passionate about helping families to overcome the complex and unique challenges that come from being in business together. So if what I cover in the show resonates with you, I'm here to help, and I would love to hear from you. You can get in touch with me at fanbizpodcast.com forward slash work with Russ. You can also sign up to the newsletter there and receive the latest blogs, podcasts and videos directly in your inbox. I would like to thank my friends at the Institute for Family Business for their continuing support for what I'm doing with this show. The IFB is a unique community of family businesses with common challenges, interests, values and goals. To find out more about their work, visit ifb.org.uk. Let's get on with the show. Hello, everyone, and welcome to this week's episode of the Family Business Podcast. As I have explained in the preview show, if you've listened to that, these are shorter form podcasts focused on a particular topic. Uh, This week's is goals and habits, and I'll get into those a little bit more very shortly. If you are new to the show or if you haven't done so already, please do sign up to the newsletter, particularly given the January newsletter for 2022 is going to be following up on what is included in this episode. So I'm going to be sharing with you my 2022 mission statement, if that's not too bold a title for um, what it is that I'm hoping to achieve in this year. And in this episode, I wanted to share how I worked my way down from an overall vision into the goals I want to Uh, achieve in order to help me get to that vision and also the habits and behaviors that I need to take on and demonstrate over the course of the year in order to achieve those goals in order to achieve that vision and I put that all together in my mission statement for this year. So obviously it is a new year and this time of year is pretty synonymous with New Year's resolutions. I try not to set or call them New Year's resolutions because mostly I miss out on those. Last couple of years I have changed the way in which I have set myself um, targets and goals uh, for each year. And a big shift that I made which became uh, much more successful. I'm going to share with you what that is. And share some resources that I think would be useful um, for those if what I talk about today resonates then there's some great resources out there to help support what it is you're looking to do. In terms of where I start with my goals or aspirations for each year I start by looking at what I want my lifestyle to look like, what I want to be doing on an annual basis, on a monthly, weekly and daily basis and understanding what a fulfilled and happy lifestyle looks like for me. Now, I'm not a firm believer in the whole work-life balance mindset. I think it's it's life. And if you are doing something that you love to be doing, it doesn't necessarily feel like, you know, that's the fun tax you pay for having a particular lifestyle. So uh, that's part of the reason why I do what I do, because I love it but also because it allows me to create a lifestyle 
that will leave me feeling fulfilled and given that we are only here once life isn't a rehearsal I think that is uh, an important aspect so starting off with that overall vision doesn't necessarily mean I'm restricted to 12 months but it does uh, give me a bigger picture of what I, I want my life to look like rather than the, the specific day-to-day. -day. I then move on to the three words that are going to guide me across the year. And that is a method that was introduced to me by somebody called Chris Brogan. If you don't follow Chris on social media, I suggest uh, you do so. He's a great value. He's got a show called The Backpack Show. He also pioneered something called My Three Words. Now, it's a process that he used himself and found very useful and so shared it with his audience. And in essence, those three words become the three words to guide you through the following year and by setting those three words and really thinking about what those three words are what they mean to you it feels far more personal particularly for me in in terms of what I'm looking to do for 2022 it feels far more personal to have three words that mean something to me that I can align my uh, goals to on the link in the show notes, um, there's a full explanation of what Chris suggests in terms of how you go about finding your own three words. A couple of points uh, to, to make from those. Firstly, it's not a phrase. So it's not to become fitter, for example, as your three words. And Chris also suggests that they are actionable words rather than non-actionable words. And the plan is you stick with them throughout the year. So you revert back to them, he says, on a daily basis to ensure that they become your North Star. They be become what guides you through the 12-month period. And in order for it to be something that is meaningful and something that is valuable to you, uh, again, he suggests using plain words rather than obscure or out there words. And as I say, there's a link in the show notes that signposts that in far more detail. And what I thought I'd do is share my three words for this year. One of the rules that Chris sets is that you don't have to feel you um, should explain these to people. But I thought it might be useful anyway just to, to do that on this episode. So my three words are impact, education and empowerment. And in my 2022 mission statement, I'm going to be outlining what that means to me in far more detail. But in essence, I've looked at my lifestyle. I have looked at what I want to achieve for myself, for my family, for my friends, for those around me, what type of person I want to be for those and for obviously the people that I work with. And I'll move more on to how I'm going to achieve that in just a second. But by focusing on those three words for me, it brings an alignment to part of the reason why I set up my own business was to be able to have an impact, was to be able to educate and to be able to empower. So by aligning my goals to those words for this year, I should get far closer to where I want all of those aspects of my life to be. So that was my starting point for setting out my goals for the year, was to focus on 
Firstly, visualizing a lifestyle that I wanted for myself and my family and what that looked and felt like to, to summarize those down into three words, which as I say, were impact, education and empowerment. An important element of that for me is that these are personal words. So I want to have a positive impact on myself, on my family and the families that I work with. I want to educate myself, my family and the families that I work with. And I want to empower myself, my family and the families that I work with. So the words were universal across the sort of main aspects of my life that I'm focusing on this year. So which my myself, my personal development, my personal growth as an individual. And those three words really resonated for me for, for doing that. So that was my starting point. I then went about setting goals that are aligned to those words. Now I'm not gonna share those exact goals with you. Needless to say, there is the typical uh, weight loss, healthy lifestyle type goals in there. But rather than just set those as a goal, what is really important is to have a plan in place as to the behaviors and habits that I need to create in order to achieve those goals. Now, if we take this and try to apply it to a family business scenario rather than an individual scenario, the process that I follow broadly is setting myself a vision, an overall vision for what it is that I want to achieve. And then I'm looking at the words that align to that overall vision that are gonna guide me through the next 12 months to ensure that by the end of it, I've made progress towards that overall vision. Beyond that, I'm then setting out my goals and importantly, the actions and behaviors or habits that I need to create in order to achieve those goals that get me closer to that overall vision. So when we apply that to family business, as an ownership team, if you have a clear vision or as a family, you have a clear vision for what it is that you want to achieve with your business. The conversation around what words you want to use to guide you is akin to having discussions about what values you want to have demonstrated within the business. But linked to that also is the behaviors that you would expect everybody within your business to take and everyone within your family to take and, and live to that are aligned to A, the vision and B, the values within which you want to align your business to. And we're very often told that it's a family business's values that set it apart from non-family counterparts. Whilst I don't disagree with that statement, I actually think it's our behaviors and the behaviors of those family businesses that are what makes a difference. So we could all have a value statement sat on the wall that says, you know, the typical honesty and integrity and doing the right thing and all of that kind of stuff. But it's actually our behaviors that dictate that. So we have to do what we say we do rather than just say it. When I'm talking to family businesses about their values, I ask them to focus on what behaviors they expect of each other at a family level, at a business level, and throughout the organization. What behaviors do they want demonstrated that align to their values? As well as what behaviors you want to see, you can talk about what 
behaviors you don't want to see. But by having that conversation, you can actually open the door to some more meaningful conversations around values than just picking off a list um, of the, the usual suspects. It's also an important conversation because it helps manage everybody's expectations. So if you have discussed what you believe to be your values, if you have discussed and agreed what behaviors you expect of each other and those within the organization to align with those values, there's far fewer gray areas around that type of thing than if you were to just set a value and then expect everybody to interpret what that means through their own lens. So I believe it's far more important to have discussions around behaviors than it is necessarily just to focus on values. And that aligns very much to the actions and habits that I need to take in order to achieve the goals that I have set. So if I just set the goals at the beginning of the year, didn't change any of my behavior, didn't change any of the habits and things that I did on a daily basis, the chances are I would get to the end of that year and nothing will have changed. The other important element from my own personal perspective and, and part of my sort of self-awareness is the reason I'm having to set a goal, and let's use a weight loss goal as an example, is the habits and behaviours that I've been demonstrating over the past 12 months and probably far before then have resulted in me being in a position where I need to set myself a weight loss goal. So the recognition that I am where I am today because of the behaviours and actions that I have taken historically is an important recognition of also what needs to happen going forward. So again, if I try to apply that to a family business situation, if there's a particular challenge or a particular scenario that you're facing within your business that's creating some tension or that is difficult to resolve, Part of starting to address that, I guess, is looking at it from the point of view as the behaviors that have been demonstrated, the habits that you have in the way that you interact as a family with your business have created the situation that you are now facing. And so that is learned behavior. That is something that, you know, for years you may have been working in the same way with your relatives. For years you may have been having this similar relationship with a particular relative and in the same way that habits can be very hard to change that behavior can be very hard to change and very hard to address as well now that doesn't put off the reason for doing it and shouldn't be seen as a huge barrier in terms of achieving what it is that you want to achieve but if there is that recognition that what we have done in the past has got us to where we are today for good and for bad then that can be the starting point for how you want to approach things going forward. And that brings me on to the second resource that I wanted to share with you on top of the, the Chris Brogan link it is also a book that I have uh, read recently. Again, I tend to read it or actually listen to it on, on Audible about this time each year. And it is Atomic Habits by James Clear. And essentially, I'm paraphrasing hugely, and I do recommend getting the book in order to, to get the sort of reasoning and the um, psychology behind this far more. But he breaks down in the book how habits are created, 
how habits can be broken. And he talks brilliantly about the four laws of behavior change. And I'm just going to very briefly summarize these because I'm having to take a lot of these on in order to create the habits or behaviors or actions that I need to put in place to achieve my ambitions for this year. And I thought, again, it might be useful to summarize those, um, not foregoing the fact that I highly recommend the book. So the four laws of behavior change look at ways in which we can create an environment within which the behavior that we want to see is easier to achieve. So the first law is to make it obvious, i.e. set a time. So in the context of my fitness goal, I need to set a time that says at 7am on a Monday, I will go for a run. So you make it obvious. In a family business scenario, that might be every third Tuesday, we will meet to discuss matters of a business nature um, away from a family environment, as an example of creating something that is obvious as to what the purpose of it is for. The second law of behavior change is to make it attractive. So again, using a fitness context, for me making it attractive, I will find a series that I want to watch on Netflix. And whilst I'm running on a treadmill, I will watch that series or I will run in a particularly nice area if I'm doing it outside so that it um, aligns to, to that goal of making it attractive. From a family business perspective, making it attractive could be that you create a culture within your business, within your family, where your desired behavior is the norm. So you're supporting each other to create that culture where more dialogue happens or where you separate family issues from business issues, whatever it is that you're trying to achieve, make it attractive and create that culture where that becomes a self-fulfilling prophecy. The third law of behavior change is to make it easy. So you reduce friction you make it far easier for, I don't know if you're geographically dispersed, you make it easier by saying we'll have meetings virtually rather than waiting for everybody to be in the same place. For me and for my fitness goal, again, making it easy could be that I will aim to start off by just running a mile rather than looking to run a marathon the first time I go out for a run. So making it easy is a good way to create a good habit because it then the resistance is not there. It's far more easy to achieve. The fourth law of behavior change is to make it satisfying. So again, fitness goals, it might be that I'm allowed a cheat day every month if I achieve all of my goals and habits of know, running three times a week. Therefore, I'm getting some reward from that aside from the progressive impact of making changes. I think that's another important element actually when it comes to habits is that they compound over time. So if you start off with something that might be a bit clunky in terms of, I don't know, the way you're communicating with each other or the way you're talking about a particular topic, be that succession or vision or the behaviors you want. If you create the habit of talking about those over time, the effects compound. So it becomes easier, it becomes more of a um, normal thing to be doing rather than it feeling a bit alien. And this goes back to the point I made earlier in the show about we become what we do. 
if, if we accept that we become what we do, then striving to do better things means that we will inherently become better. And I know it's very easily said, personally from my own experience, it's not easily done, hence why I need to set myself a weight loss goal this year. But the idea is that I become what I do, therefore if I run more, I will become fitter, I will become healthier. And that aligns with what I'm trying to do from a vision perspective right at the very top level. So as I say, I will be writing this out as a mission statement for 2022 and sharing that with newsletter subscribers. Part of that is to hold myself accountable. So if you receive that and you want to share your own goals, your own aspirations for the year with me, then that'd be great. And we can create some form of accountability towards doing that. If you hear me coming on future podcasts, and or watching any of my videos and you see my face taking up more of the screen that, than it did at the beginning of the year then you know I've probably um, failed on on my ambitions but it'd be great to to pick me up on that if you if you want to but also just to again share what it is I'm looking to achieve and, and why and creating that element of accountability I'll report back in this time next year as to how I've done against those goals and against those aspirations but as I say if you are looking at ways in which to set your vision your um, goals your values utilizing something like this may help and if you want to have a conversation with me about it in more detail and perhaps dig into some of this in a bit more detail I'd be very happy to do that you can get in touch via the fanbizpodcast.com website or I'm on social media Twitter or LinkedIn if you want to find me on there but I hope that's been useful slightly different tack from me for uh, this show much more about me which I'm not entirely comfortable with but I think some of the um, process that I've followed is very much applicable to what you're doing with the family business and so I hope it's been useful and next week's episode we are looking at the concept of ownership and how having an ownership philosophy might be very useful. Until then, take care and I will speak to you soon. Thanks for listening. I really do appreciate it. If you found the show helpful, please consider leaving a review on iTunes and remember to subscribe to our newsletter. If what I've covered in the show resonates with what you are facing in your own family business, I can help. I provide consultancy support to family businesses of all sizes, so please get in touch if you'd like to know more. Head over to fanbizpodcast.com forward slash work with Russ. Until next time, take care.